Welcome to Gratitude, the grad school guide for student physical therapists. I'm Sarah. And I'm Gabby. And we are two first-year physical therapy students sharing our grad school experiences to help PT students around the world. Embark on this journey with us as we navigate through the insanity of physical therapy school together. Looking for a gift for a friend, classmate, professor, co-host of a podcast, or really anyone? Physiomemes got your back with apparel, drinkware, and home decor. And if you go to physiomemes.com, you can get a 20% off coupon with the code gratitude, spelled G-R-A-D-I-T-U-D-E-2020. And don't forget to check out his social media for a good study break laugh. As always, make life humorous. Welcome to another episode of Gratitude, everyone. Today, Sarah and I are going to give you guys some updates on our weekly schedules because a lot has happened in the last week, very exciting things. And then we're also going to dive into how to survive PT school because up to this point, if you just recently started, you're about to most likely have first round of exams coming up. And then midterms, you may have a fall break. So we're going to get more into that. But Sarah, if you want to talk about the week that you had, which was really exciting. Oh, yeah, that was this weekend. Oh, my goodness. It doesn't even feel like it. So on Sunday was the race that I've been training 20 weeks for. And I like to preface it with that because people always say, oh, I could never do that. Like, why would you ever do a 70.3? mile race. That's ridiculous. Why would you do half Ironman? And it triggers me a little bit when people say I could never do that. It's not that you can't, it's that people don't want to. And it takes a lot of training. So I just want to preface that. But that was Sunday. And that was the first time I've ever done a half Ironman. Um, It was for everybody listening who doesn't know what it is. It's a 1.2 mile swim, 56 mile bike ride, and a half marathon run at the end. So that's 13.1 miles at the end. And let me tell you, that was the hardest half marathon I've ever done in my life. <laughs> yeah, I was tracking you the whole time, you and Leslie. And then when I saw that you transitioned to the half marathon, I just saw, I saw you going and I was like, oh, you're so close. And on the, on the little map, it has where you were. It was an estimate of where you were on the course. It had a little dot. Yeah, it has my splits. And had your, yeah, and it had your initials. And at one point, I saw you go, well, your little dot go towards the finish line. And I caught it. Uh, I did catch it like at the end. So I was really excited. And then I saw the final time. (laughs) So what was your final time? Yeah. So my final time was six hours and 46 minutes, which for me, like I'm racing for myself. I'm not actually, I, I don't compete with other people. Um, it was my first one. So I just wanted to do under seven hours, which I did, even though it was quite a start. So we can talk all about, we should talk about this, you know, we can have, we'll a have whole an episode, episode on this, it. but yeah, it was a very rainy first two thirds of the race. And so I had wet shoes and socks for the last part of the race, which is the run. So, uh, the hardest part was when it got sunny outside and then there's no shade. It was beautiful on the Atlantic city boardwalk. This great scenery, um, but I walked a lot of it. Let me just say that. <laughs> I thought that it was going to take me like eight hours to finish that thing, but thankfully it went 
much better than that. And congrats to my teammate, Leslie. She is going to Worlds in New Zealand next year, which is crazy. She qualified for that on her first half Ironman. So that was this weekend. <laughs> yeah, what a weekend that you had. And how is it getting back into class this week? Yeah, so Sunday we got back at about 2.30 in the morning. And I had class, Leslie and I both had class at 8 a.m. And uh, we were pretty much zombies. And then after an event like that, it's not very easy to sleep afterwards because you're so excited. Like you've been working so hard for that moment. And then it's very difficult to kind of shut down. Um, At least for me it was. And I know for Leslie it was as well. So I think I've just now caught up on sleep and like all the calories I need. And I literally have had ice cream like almost every day. (laughs) It's been great. Oh my gosh. I love it. Yeah. Because I don't know if your watch told you or if your phone, there's an app. Like I'd be curious of how many calories you burned from that. Yeah. So I don't have a Garmin, although I really wanted one. Oops. Um, Although I really wanted a Garmin. A lot of the people who finished around me, they burned about 5,000 calories. Wow. <laughs> All I have to say. <laughs> Your face, you were just like, <laughs> what? <laughs> but of course, that's going to vary so much between people. So that's just a very, very, very rough estimate. Yeah. But still, such a great ac- accomplishment and something to be so proud of. I know I'm proud of you. I know so many people who follow you on social media are proud and listening. So it was great. Thanks. And Gabby, what have you been up to this week? Let's see. This week, it was my second week of class. Yes. Second week. I had to think about that. And, you know, it was just going through, I'm in adult neuro rehab right now. And I'm also, um, and a few other classes, but that's my main class. And this week we had a practical and an exam. So that all went well. And I finished my wheelchair. Oh, did I talk about my wheelchair experience? No, I didn't. So for those of you who don't know, um, so for my neuro class, we have an assignment and we are all assigned a wheelchair and then assigned a neurological, uh, neurological disease or disorder. So I had hemiplegia on my right side, so I could not use my right side and I was in a hemi wheelchair. And so my right arm was strapped down with a cushion and then I couldn't use my right leg. It was just sitting on the foot plate. I can only use my left side. So let me tell you, getting up and down to my car was really difficult. I had to ask for a lot of help. Opening doors was really tough. I went to the grocery store, went to a brewery. So it was definitely an emotional five days to say the least. And it taught me a lot. And so that was a really cool experience that I was able to do. But yeah, other than that, it was just kind of getting back to uh, getting back to normal, I would say. And yeah, it's on end of week two, starting week three of seven of class. So it's just flying by. That's what, a third of the way through almost? A third of the way through. Yep. And then I'll be in the hospital. Working in the hospital. (laughs) Yeah, that's sorry. 
I should say, <laughs> yes, preface that. I will be working in the hospital under a CI. It will be my second clinical rotation. So talking to my other classmates and they're in the acute care setting right now. And that's been getting me more comfortable and kind of what to expect from it. So I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm excited for you. Today, we'll talk about, well, now those are all our updates. Thanks for listening, yep. guys. Now on to how to survive PT school. The question everybody wants to know the answer to. So Gabby, what would you say are one of the biggest keys for you in surviving PT school? If you could just give it one sentence and then expand on it and a little bit about your story. Yeah, of course. So for me, surviving PT school is about having the right mindset and having the right people around me. I would say those are the two biggest things that have gotten me through the tough times and mindset being the number one thing because if you don't have a good mindset going in, yes, you know, we've talked about this before. You're going to have times where you doubt yourself and you're going to have times where you don't do well on an exam or a practical but it's just finding ways, whether that be through personal development, that has helped me tremendously throughout the time I've been in PT school so far, or listening to podcasts, that's also a big thing. But I just have to put myself in the right zone in order for me to be successful. And so that has been one thing that's been really essential for me to be, yeah, so Mindset has been really essential for me throughout school. And now that I'm in my second year, really establishing that early and having that was so helpful for me, especially once I got to know, okay, like in order to do well, this is what I need to do. And that also included surrounding myself with the right people. So really making connections over social media, obviously us having our podcast, that really was was a big reason that helped me like step away from school and just form relationships. I think that was the biggest thing, but also forming relationships within your class as well and being surrounded by people who are going to lift you up, who are going to pick you up when you have your, you know, bad days and that will happen. I'm not going to say it's uh it's always going to be a good day in PT school, but you know, you're going to have times where you're going to need to lean on those people. And that's really what has helped me survive so far. What about you, Sarah? Oh man, so many things. We'll just pick two. So I would say adjusting to PT school. Well, no, I lied. I would say mindset and connections. And I know it sounds super cliche and it is, (laughs) but the thing is with everything in life, you really have to have some introspection and some time to look into yourself and see who you are, what you're about, how you learn best, all of those things in order to succeed in life and in PT school, because that's just a part of your life. Um, And really taking yourself out of the mindset of, I am just a student. That was the biggest thing, was getting away from that and saying, I can do so much more 
and I can be a great student in the process, even when I fail, because failing makes you better. You learn from those most painful times, and so you've got to go through it. Um, and for me, the first semester, oh my goodness, guys. <laughs> Let me just tell you a little story shortly, or quickly, briefly, whatever word you want to use. Um, the first semester, I almost failed out. I had a 2.75 GPA. I was one question away from passing neuro, and I got a C. And I was a couple questions away from an A in two other classes, but I got a B in all of those. So I had all Bs and a C. And for most programs, you need to maintain a 3.0 cumulative GPA. So that put me on probation. And so bringing that up was intense and it took a lot of introspection and a lot of mindset shifts and a lot of figuring out how I learn and how I can do better to manage everything. Um, and that's the first thing. So second thing, connections, like Gabby already said, I mean, we connected on social media. We were strangers when we started this. And I think it's so crazy that you have so many connections you can rely on, even if it's not in your class, even if it's not your professors, even if it's not your advisor, you have other people out there who want to help you. And you can reach out to us, you can reach out to tons of other student physical therapists or physical therapists on the internet. And you know what? They all are there for you, even if you feel like your program isn't necessarily. Although I do want to say, programs aren't trying to kick you out. Uh, it just may feel like it sometimes. Yeah, for sure. And I think what you said with people want to help you, you are not alone in this. Do not think of that ever because there are so many people who have been in your shoes who are going through what you're going through right now. And it's, it's tough because you feel like you're in this bubble. I kind of realized that this week uh, with one of the lectures that I had, you feel like you're in this bubble for so long that, yes, being a student is not your identity, but just being in the same environment every day, being surrounded by the same people, and sometimes you don't take a minute to kind of see what's on the outside. I know, so for example, for me this week, we had a guest lecturer come in and talk about how important cultural competency is, especially in towns where there's refugees who come. From other countries and did not know about the certain populations that are in the town that I currently live in and go to school in. And so just actually being aware of more than, you know, school is, is so important. And that's a side note, but I realized that this week, because sometimes we get so engulfed in this, um, you know, school, study, sleep, work out, eat, and repeat. <laughs> and repeat. <laughs> and you just have to take a minute to step outside of that. You know, go for a weekend trip or like, even if it's honestly, I know this sounds, not a lot of people look at the news, but just look at the news, see what's going on around the world, stuff like that. Because being a student, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna be a student in PT school the next three years. And it's just having that awareness, which I think is so important. 
I don't know where I was going with that. I just wanted something. <laughs> no, that was good. And I think it's important because your perspective becomes outside of yourself. And that comes with the introspection, which I know sounds contra. Um, what am I trying to say? It sounds like an oxymoron. You know, you, you have greater perspective outside of yourself when you have good introspection and see inside of yourself. But it's so true because you can then connect with others, you know, connections and mindset kind of go hand in hand. And both of these are so vital to step outside of your own mind and into somebody else's. Connect with somebody else who's going through something similar to you or totally different. Just connect to other people because that's how you're going to get outside of your own head. And it's crazy how much that makes a difference in your studying, in your mindset, in your just overall being, you know, yeah, you just overall. feel better. Yeah, exactly. Especially when it comes to studying, because you do not want to spend hours and hours on material. Yes, you need to learn the content. You need to be able to apply it. But there are other ways that you can study efficiently and still get the same amount of information. And I think that's so important and it comes with, you know, the connections you make outside of school and learning new study like strategies, which we've talked about these things in previous episodes, but we just need to bring it up because there is someone who needs to hear this right now. There are multiple people who need to hear this and just know, you know, for us, mindset and connections have been a huge part of why we are here today and why we are still in school. Because like Sarah said, if you, know, if you didn't get that, you were close to the border of not passing. And so it's just finding a way to, to make it. Yeah, I know you gotta that, learn from it. You gotta learn from it, yeah. And then let's just talk briefly for a minute, because I know everyone listening to this is like, when are they going to talk about studying and how to study better and more efficiently? We have talked about it and we will continue talking about it, but I do want to say something about studying smarter. And this also sounds kind of like an oxymoron, but the first semester of PT school, I studied probably 10-ish hours a week, maybe, maybe closer to 15 hours a week for the first semester. And almost failed out of school. Second semester, I probably studied about 10 hours a week or less, and I did way better, way better second semester. And then the summer, I studied even less, but also it was a lighter load, so I can't really, it's not <laughs> directly comparable, but the summer, I probably only studied five hours a week. So yeah, just wanna make that side note. So Gabby, how, would you recommend people study? Like what is shown to be the way, if you remember? So yeah, of course. So studying smarter, you want to incorporate different aspects into your studying to really get the material to stick. So that would be to write it out. So you want to write it out on a piece of paper, on a whiteboard, whatever works for you, whatever's closest and I don't know, most convenient. Um, you want to talk it out. So you want to teach another person, talk it out yourself. I know I spend time. It really doesn't matter if I'm in my room or if I'm at school, sitting in a room by myself, I will verbalize and I'll talk it out. I'll ask myself 
questions. And I'll, I, I'm still diving deep. For me right now, it's the why. Why are we doing this? Why is this information important for the patient? Um, so asking yourself those questions, acting it out. That was a new thing that I learned from Sarah. And it does work because if you can act it out, whether that be especially for anatomy and learning origins, insertions, action innervations, that's going to be key. And you can apply it to other classes. You can apply it to MSK and neuro. That's more of the repetition part of it. And then visualize it. Utilizing visualization and mental practice really helps. And that gets you into the right mindset, especially before an exam. Because if you can visualize yourself doing well, getting that grade back, getting that pass mark, then you're going to feel so much better and you're going to remember the material. It's not just going to be something you digest and then you need to remember it, keep coming back to it. But I would say those are the things to study smarter, study more efficiently. So you're not spending hours, you know, doing that. You can take a day off from studying, take a Saturday off and then study, you know, up to two to three hours, I would say up to four hours on Sunday. Like you don't have to spin your wheels and do this every single night and dig yourself into the ground because it's not going to do you any good. Mm -hmm. That's my rant. <laughs> no, that's good. And the biggest thing is, are you actually studying for 30 hours a week or are you studying and you have your phone next to you and you're on your laptop and you're on Facebook on one screen and then on your textbook on the other screen? That's not studying. You need to actually track what your focused study time is, and you can cut down on so much unnecessary stress studying. That's not actually studying. I need to come up with a name for it, but just like stress studying that's unfocused isn't going to do you any good. Um, and the number one thing that is shown to actually help you remember and put into practice what you're learning is active recall. So active recall, active recall for everything is ask yourself a question or ask somebody else or have them ask you. And it's got to be not a multiple choice, not a matching, but a fill in the blank or something. And that's what's going to help you create the questions you think your professor is going to ask and ask someone else and then have them ask you as well. That's perfect. That's it. That has what that has been what's worked for us. That has been what we've talked to other students. That has worked, and you know, we get these questions all the time. You know, how do I study smarter? How do I study more efficiently? Especially in the first semester, even getting into uh, really the first year. But if you do those things, and if you're not doing something that we just said, try it. There's there's no penalty of of not doing it. See what works because that could be the thing that changes your studying and cuts down, you know, cuts down hours and hours because we were, I was there. I studied 20, over 20 hours a week. That is not okay. So learn from what we have been saying and reach out to other students because they'll tell you 100% real what's worked for them. Every person's going to be different, but I would say for the most part, what we said can be generalized to anybody. 
And those are the main topics. Of course, there's way more that I can go into how to survive PT school, but that's kind of our journey and what's helped us a little bit about what can help you guys as well. And let us know if you actually take any of these little tidbits and apply them to your life. Let us know how that has changed it because we've already seen incredible changes from people in our beta course about this and our beta course for those of you who don't know it was how to kick ass in PT school and there's definitely evidence that this stuff works so let us know we'd love to hear from you how it worked for you and how it changed your PT school career. We are so excited to hear from you guys and with that with that have a good week. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, with that, we'll have another topic next week, as well as our weekly updates, and have a good night. Have a good night, guys. <laughs> Even if you're listening to this in the morning, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Gratitude, the grad school guide for student physical therapists. If you like our show and want to know more, check out our Instagram and Facebook page linked in the description.